dads. Being a dad is the most rewarding and most exhausting responsibility you have. In the whirlwind of life, you have so many things that demand your attention. Sometimes making memories with your kids takes a backseat. But it doesn't have to be that way. Join me, Aaron, a dad of four kids on the Dad Ventures podcast, where we dive deep on the adventure of a literal lifetime being a dad. We'll explore science-backed parenting strategies, review books and gear, and interview parenting experts with a special emphasis on being a dad. At Dad Ventures, we champion and celebrate dads and the unique value they pour into their kids. New episodes are live every Friday. Head over to wherever you listen to podcasts and find the Dad Ventures podcast, or go to adventures.dad and tap the podcast link at the top of the page. Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas. That my Shopify.com. Hi guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you'll enjoy the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James. And on my podcast, my guests and I discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. To deal with their problems, heal from the pain, and to fulfill their purpose. So check out our podcast. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or even on Audible. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel at Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. Until then... See you soon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast. I am your host, Ernest James. And here on the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast, we believe that the relationship between a daughter, a father and daughter is one of the most important relationships in a young woman's life. And therefore, our mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by spreading the voices of girl dads to the world and give love and support to all our dads and their daughters. Make sure you guys are listening to our podcast on all of your podcast listening platforms and subscribe to our social media pages at Girl Dad Discussions Podcast. And also check out our partner podcast, which is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Make sure you guys are checking that out. And also, I'm going to tell you guys how you can win a hundred dollars from the podcast, but you got to stay until the end to hear that information. But make sure that you guys 
subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we actually share a channel with our partner podcast, the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. So if you go to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast on YouTube and you will uh, subscribe to there and you will find our playlist, our podcast playlist there where you can actually watch our podcast. So once again, thank you guys for showing up today. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the Girl Dad Discussions Father, Girl Dad Discussions Podcast. Man, I'm getting this all messed up. You know we early in <laughs> You know we early with it, right? So uh, <laughs> today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest, Mr. Harvey. How you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Much appreciated. <clears throat> no problem. No problem. First of all, let me say Thank you for being here because I know you could be doing anything else. Consider you are a girl dad. You could be spending it with your daughter, but you took out time to be here uh, with me and my listeners, and we definitely appreciate it. So, uh, Mr. Harvey, do me a favor. Introduce yourself uh, to my audience and tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Because I know as fathers, a lot of times we associate ourselves with our work. <laughs> so <laughs> give us a little background on who you are and what do you do. All right, so Harvey Laguerre is my name. I always pronounce my name because you know most people find a way to mess that up. But you did great. So that's why I didn't say it. Yeah, that's what's up. You're smart. Just hand that over. I like that. I like that. So uh, yes, I'm Harvey. I am a stay-at-home dad of four kids. I have a son and three daughters. Um, because I have, my wife works a lot. She owns businesses. She's a speaker. She does a lot. I'm a, I'm able to be at home and personally take care of the kids. So that means getting up, driving one kid to us to her school, which is like 15, 20 minutes away, coming back, take the younger two to school. So it's like, it's a, obviously it's a 24 hour job, but my work is taking care of this house and taking care of the kids while my wife is out and about bringing that bread back home. So now this position wasn't a planned one per se, the stay at home part, because mm -hmm. originally we were both working, but at my job at one point, they were like, listen, we don't need you to come back ever. So, <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay. So I'm like, all right, I guess I don't have a job. So then I was home for a while taking care of the kids. And I start, I like the idea. I've never been a fan of daycare. I never liked the idea of somebody else taking the kids. And you know, it's a necessity. We have to deal with it. But given the opportunity for a parent to be home, I kind of got comfortable making them breakfast, making them lunch to take to school, help them with homework, driving them to events, whatever. They should be a parent. And I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, baby, is this something that's going to work out? And my wife is working. She's like, this can work out. We can do it. So I'm like, boom. And it's been a few years now of me. I mean, obviously, I've been a dad for a while, but being a stay-at-home dad, it's been a few years. And it's, I think, been very beneficial for the kids to have somebody there with them. And in particular, my daughters, because you know, we're just in a world where there's so many bad influences. There's so much out there, so much, so many derogatory visions and views of them, so many words, so many ways they're mistreated. And they need to know that men aren't bad. So right. being a man in their life, a positive role model is the, one of the most important things. And we know as dads that when they have a father in the house, they know that they're loved. They're more confident. They're more active. They're more social. They do more when they have a male figure, and it's imperative that 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 we need to be there. So I take that I take that position very seriously as a girl dad. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure I'm sure that we we all do, you know, uh that's great. You know, and one of the things that that you said uh just being that example, you know what I mean, to show them what it is, you know, not all men are, you know, bad, you know, like you said, but not only mm-hmm. saying not all men, but then living out that example, you know, in front of our daughters on, you know, this is the kind of person that a man should be to you, right. you know, mm-hmm. uh, just for, for future references, you know, so I'm mm-hmm. glad that you touched on that. So let, let's go back a little bit. I think you said it, but I'm asking you, uh, cause I might've missed it. How many, mm-hmm. how many kids do you have? So I have an eight and oh, I, I have a 19 year old son and I have a 16 year old daughter. And as of this recording in two days, she turned 17. All so right. 16 year old daughter, a 13 year old daughter, and an eight-year-old daughter, so four kids. Okay, okay. A whole, yeah, a whole lot of humanity running around this house. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you mentioned your your daughter's going to be uh, uh, seventeen in a couple of days. Right. At the time mm-hmm. of this recording, my daughter is mm-hmm. going to turn twenty tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. and so like mm-hmm. I always say, my baby's not a baby no more. You know, yeah. <laughs> they never, but do they ever really stop though? Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's just another yeah. chapter. You know? Exactly. That's <laughs> just, always no. Just those are my daughters. <laughs> exactly. We're always that. We're always girl dads, and that's always right. a baby. It, yeah, never end. The law says something different, but we know. We know yeah. different. We know. Yeah, it, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said, the rules the rules change a little bit, but. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and still mm-hmm. my baby. So mm-hmm. we, I know you, you said you have three daughters. So how did you find out, first of all, that you were going to be a father, you know, uh, in the in the beginning? Did, how, did, how did you find out? So my first two children are from a previous relationship my wife had. So my son and first daughter, I'm their stepfather. So I met her. I met the kids. We connected pretty well. Um, for my son, he actually knew, kind of knew his biological father. He's not really exist. He's not around at all, which that's just nothing that makes me sad as a father. But so I met him at four and I met my oldest daughter when she was two and we connected over broccoli. Like I was hanging out with the, I, when I was dating, you know, still dating your mom and like, you know, it's time to go out and have dinner with the whole family. We went and we went to a restaurant that had a salad bar and we were eating and like we both had reached for good broccoli. And I'm like, you like broccoli? She's like, yeah. And we ate it and we kind of connected. My other, my second and third daughters were probably the more traditional way, you know, found out she's pregnant. And so that was the first time for me to go through that experience of seeing your mom pregnant, go through the pregnancy and everything. Once I found out, I was excited. I went to every appointment. I scheduled it so that on my days off, we could go. So I was at every appointment. I was there every time. And it was wonderful. I found out, obviously, four or five months in that I was going to have a daughter. And I'm like, okay. And it was, I, I, you know, obviously, healthy child, give me a healthy baby. But having a daughter, I will tell you something interesting about the first biological one. Her name is Sienna. She's 13 now. She did not like me for the first six months. <laughs> And when I mean did not like me, she would not let she would not me feed her. She'd cry if I changed her diaper. For six months, I was not, I couldn't do anything. It, so if you think about it, I mean, I obviously had the first two kids, but my first experience of like seeing my child come into the world and then that child just will not deal with me. Like, and it's a baby, so I know it's not personal, 
but I'm still taking it personal. I'm like, this is my baby and she won't deal with me. It was like hurtful. It took me a while to get past that. Like there was one time my wife drove up and we're from New Jersey. She drove to DC to pick, see some family. She was gone for six, seven hours. And this baby cried the whole time, wouldn't let me feed her. For, and I'm just holding this child forever. Like that was the worst feeling ever. Mom comes back into, comes back, baby's fine, she eats. So my first few months as a girl, as like official girl dad, I'm like, oh my God, like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> it was, it was tough, but we got past that. We cool now, you know, and it took 13 years, but we made it. So, <laughs> so we good, but um, yes, it's, uh, it's been an adventure, but just finding out that my wife was pregnant and then finding out that I was having a daughter, it was just a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. And that was going to be my, that was going to be my next question. Did you guys wait to find out that it was going to be a girl or did you guys find out before? Not at all. Not at all. See, by then, remember, if you think about it, my wife had had two kids already. So by then I think the whole mystery of finding out the sex (laughs) was kind of gone for me it was something, but we wanted to know. And so we found out and like we told families like it's a girl and it was just no. So there was no waiting. Just get right to it so we can put the get the room together because we moved to an we moved to a different location, moved into an apartment that had space so that we could have this baby. So we needed, you know, got the crib, got everything set up. And then we did the same thing with the second daughter. So we didn't wait. We needed to know ahead of time. Okay. Okay. So you've been uh, a girl dad for a couple of years now. Like you said, your oldest, uh, one daughter going to be 17 and then the other one 13. So tell me something that your daughters have taught you in this time. That's a good question. Um, so what I'm dealing with right now is I have like three, essentially three teenage girls in this house who just at, at a lot of times just not a fan of me. <laughs> who don't like me and you know and the key is that i'm just always here so and i'm probably pretty traditional so i'm not a fan of some of the stuff they try to wear some of the music yeah. they try to listen to some of the shows that they're like what they taught me i think is patience and when you have when you have children patience is one thing but acknowledging when you are i think that's an even better thing one thing that as a parent I recognize is that I know I'm human and that I'm not right about everything. And it's really imperative that our kids see that we understand that, that we recognize that we're not perfect. That's a, that helps in their growth. They need to see an adult or a parent who recognizes that they're not perfect and acknowledges it. So I'm going to do my best with them. And sometimes I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm like, listen, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. Acknowledging it showing that I'm wrong, that these girls can recognize that if that adult can acknowledge that they made a mistake and apologize and learn from it, they can do the same. They need, they need to see adults who are, I guess, mentally intelligent, who are mentally mature. So they taught me patience, but it also was imperative to me that I was honest with them, as honest as I can be. I'm not perfect. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to mess up sometimes. But as long, and I will tell you about it, so see how I did so I can do better next time. And that helps them in their growth so that they don't have a parent who is who they assume is perfect. I'm fallible, just like anybody else. And that allows them to understand being fallible is comfortable. And it's okay. Nobody's perfect. Not even daddy. Not even mom. So they've taught me to be super honest, acknowledge my fault, 
and still some patience because they'll they'll get on your nerves. They do, yeah. <laughs> but, but I but I I I've gotten better with time, so that's yeah. what they taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I like that because on on my other podcast, so the deal to heal with E James podcast again. You know, for those who don't know, the Girl Dad Discussions podcast actually was a segment of the deal to heal with E James podcast, and because of the conversations that we would have, you know, on air and off. I just knew that it was a good thing to to have where we could just have a full conversation, you know, for about 30 minutes between, you know, two fathers, you know, talking about their daughters. Um, but one one of the uh, conversations that I had with one of the other fathers that, you know, if you look on uh, actually on our on our um, uh, Instagram page for the Girl Dead discussions, you'll see one of the segments, uh, one of the clips that I have up there. But it was from one father, and we talked about uh, forgiveness and asking for forgiveness, you know. And so he shared about how, you know, he had to go to his daughter and, and ask his daughter for forgiveness for some things that, you know, he may have done or may not have done, you know. And just having that conversation, like you said, that, hey, I'm, I'm a human too, and I don't always get it right, you know. And I definitely agree with that, that sometimes just as parents, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, the other day and she was saying you know a lot of times we talk about you know exes and ex-husbands and ex-wives and you know you know our baby daddies and baby mamas and this whatever and then she was like we can't keep on putting the blame on that other person because it took two of us to to have this child and a lot of times we saw all them same characteristics, you know what I'm saying, before the child yeah. came. So you knew he wasn't on none beforehand. You knew she wasn't on none beforehand, and yet you still, you know, laid down and, and produced this child. So now that the child is here, there's no need for us to keep on talking about, you know, absent parent or, you know, the parent that's not doing enough because you pay a part in that too because you made the choice to to lay down and have a, have a child together. And so now that the child is here, hey, we just got to suck it up and, and, and do what you need to do uh, as a parent. So um, one of the things that I'm proud about, you know, with my daughter is uh, my daughter's in college now. Um, I always was an honor roll student through high school and everything. And like I said, she's going to be 20 at the time of recording this tomorrow, which would be April 13th. She's going to be 20 years old, you know, and so um, I'm very proud of that. So as a dad, what is one of your biggest accomplishments as a girl dad? Biggest accomplishment? I don't know. This, you know, it is for me, one thing when you watch, kind of see your kids grow. I always talk about my kids as being my agents to the world. And my kids are essentially me that I'm sending out. And I don't know, this is probably not even the direction that you're going in, but I'm a music head. I grew up, music is what I live. I, li- I sat in my room and I listened to music. I'm an 80s kid. I love that 80s, that 90s, that 70s, that 60s R&B. I can say with pride that my children love, love music. Like they may not like all the good stuff. I'm still working on that. I'm still trying to get them to have proper, you know, class and taste, but like they love music like I love music. So I kind of pass that down. 
for my younger daughters, like I, when I was at home, I would take, I took paternity time and I'm home and I'm like, wife is out working. I'm like, today's Miles Davis day. So we threw kind of blue on and we listen to music or today's Coltrane and we listen to this or today's Aretha day and we listen to this. Like I, I just like, in the, I put my love of music out there and hoping that they would grab it. So I could say that my kids love music like I do. I'm an old soul with it. They're not old souls yet because they listen to this, the shenanigans that are on the radio now. <laughs> but, but I could say that. I feel like I also have pretty confident daughters who are willing to speak their mind. And when you have, when you instill that in daughters, you have to be prepared to hear it. You have to be prepared to hear it back. These children will tell you what they think. I'm Haitian. We don't do that. I grew up down. I'm not telling you what's going on. I'm just, but I think I've, you know, I've gotten better and I have intelligent girls who are comfortable speaking their mind. So I think I'm, I'm proud about that too, that I'm going to be sending three girls out into the world who are confident, know what to accept, know how they, how they can be treated, know how they're going to treat whoever they're with how to respect people, how to deal with conflict, how to deal with trauma, how to deal with life in general. And I think I've had a big hand in that. So I'm proud of the people that they're becoming in general. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. So uh, another story that I share is I remember when my daughter was like in, uh, uh, she probably was like sixth grade. If that she probably wasn't, she probably was six years old. I don't even think it was sixth grade, but I know she was young and she had a daddy daughter dance. And I had to work and I said, Well, I'm gonna miss this one, but I'll catch the next one. And as I said before, my daughter's gonna be 20 years old tomorrow, and there never was a next one, you know. Oh, wow. And so that's always been one of my biggest regret regrets as a father, uh, because it always was something that I wanted to do. You know, and so, but I didn't take advantage of that opportunity. So, as a father, what is one of your biggest regrets as a girl dad? Biggest regrets as a girl dad. Um, hmm, that's a really good question. What am I big? As much as busy as I am, being taking care of home is one thing, but I help my wife with the business. I do. I have a podcast and another podcast and different things. I got coaching. I've got a lot of things. A lot of things that I do. I don't spend as much time with them as I should. That's one thing that I regret. And time kind of pushes me to the side to do other things. But I, if I could pick one thing, I kind of regret is that I haven't. I don't spend as much time with them as I should, and I don't. And I don't express as much. The into things that they like, the stuff, their interests, the things, and I should definitely be more involved in the stuff that they like. So that's a continuous thing, a journey for me to try to be better in those ways, spend more time with them to do stuff that they like. You know, we'll play a board game or we'll, like my daughter was painting today and I could, probably could have painted with her or watch some of these crazy shows that they like, just kind of hang out with them. The time, it's that's free. It doesn't cost anything to do that. And that's the that's what I need to do. I need to spend more time with each of them. And they each kind of need their own specific time with yep. the parent. So that's another thing that I have to make a conscious effort. I, I'm, I might even try to do that in the next few days where I just take one of them and we just go do something. Go to Starbucks or go to get ice cream or go do something and we just hang out and just do something. So they each get that kind of attention that each child deserves. 
And for right now, I'm not doing that as well as I should. So that that is a regret. I do want to mention something. You talked about the daddy-daughter dance. I have a story about that, which I think you might appreciate. So after we had our after we had our last daughter, four, my wife is like, you should really, you know, I just had these kids. The last daughter, she was that was a tough pregnancy and she made it and she almost didn't make it, but she, she's a miracle baby and survived. And she's like, you know, you should really get a, get a vasectomy. I kind of fought that. But after that pregnancy, I'm like, she doesn't need to have to worry about that. So I got a vasectomy, but months before the vasectomy, I had gotten a notice about a daddy daughter dance. So I signed up for it, signed up for the dirty dance, paid for it. Everything was good. I got my vasectomy on a Friday morning and I didn't realize till I'd gotten home that that daddy daughter dance was that night. Oh. So I, so, and I promised them that I was going to go. So I went probably the most pain that I've dealt with in the <laughs> long time, bro. We were at this dance. You're supposed to relax. You're supposed to sit, put some ice down there, whatever, chill. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. Up. I had to get dressed. I had to drive there up and walking around. I was, it was painful. But I promised them that we were going to do it. And if I promise my girls I'm going to do something, I have to do it. So just we're hearing you talk about that. I'm like, yeah, I remember that day. I got home. I'm like, I don't think I'm moving again after this for the weekend. I'm done. <laughs> but we took, we had it, we had fun, we hung out, and that's good. Yeah. So yeah, that's that just popped in my mind when you talked about the daddy door dance. Yeah. And hey, you can still do that, man. You you yeah, still yeah. you well, you one, make of, that one happen. of the things, yeah. One mm -hmm. of the things that I want to do, uh, even with this podcast, um, is I want to have a annual annual daddy daughter dance for dads and daughters of all ages. So that's my adults to babies, like everybody, you know, as long as you're a dad and a daughter. So that is one of the things that I, I want to uh, do with this podcast, you know, definitely putting out the, the vision. Um, and like I said, sharing the voices of girl dads, you know, sharing our love uh, because myself as a, fatherless daughter advocate, you know, I think it's good for them to hear that there are our fathers out here that care, you know, mm -hmm. that, that there's our fathers mm -hmm. out here that's, that's pointing to their daughters. And so that's one of the main reasons, you know, um, that I, I started the podcast. And so um, last question of this segment um, mm -hmm. is what does it mean to you to be a girl dad? I take it. I take it as an honor. I take it as there are a lot of people. There's a lot of men out there who aren't lucky enough to have kids in general, not even daughters, but who just can't procreate. So the fact that I have three daughters, I take that as, wow, I'm meant to be here to be shaping some lives, to be taking care of some kids. And I recognize, and with each kid, I recognize what I was getting into. I recognize the chaos that is parenting and having these kids. But I understand it. I love my kids. I appreciate it. Um, being a dad is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Watching your daughters grow up to be strong, intelligent, wonderful people in general is just something I take pride in. I love the fact that I'm a girl dad. And I'm going to send three wonderful women into the world who are going to do great things no matter what they choose to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's awesome. And that's that's one of my things where with my daughter, me and her mom, we were married and we got divorced and we separated. And so my daughter didn't live with me. You know, she lived with her mom. And it just was amazing to see even as she as she grew up, you know, with the amount of time that we spent together, which nearly wasn't nearly enough, you know, for me. But just to see her growing up and even as a as a young adult now, how much she's like me. You know what I mean? Mm, like how much of myself yeah. I see her. And it's like, I didn't, yeah. I spent a lot of time with her, but not as much to pour into her as much I would, as I would have liked, you know what right. I mean? But yet mm-hmm. and still just in her DNA, she's so much like me, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I just laugh great. when I look at her and it's like, yeah, you know, you, you still like me, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I definitely appreciate that. I, I love the fact uh, for that. So we're going we gonna to get into our, our next segment, uh, of the podcast, which is called getting to the core, uh, segment. So, uh, one of the things that I did, I wrote an ebook called the core four and which is the four core values that every daughter should get from her father. And, uh, I did send that to you. I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but one of the, the four core values is guidance, affirmation, love and affection and protection. And so if you had to, choose all of them are important as we we definitely know but if we had to choose if you had to choose just in your own personal uh life as you pour into your daughters of the four values which one do you think uh is more important to you and why i think i think i would probably go with love and affection if i had to pick and like we were talking about before, growing up as a girl, and in my case, growing up as a black girl in this world is difficult to begin with because you have all these images, all this stuff thrown at you about what you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to talk and how you're supposed to look and all these things that are thrown at you. I the reason love and affection is important is because a child that knows that they're loved receives affection, the hugs, affirmations, all these things is a confident child who will be themselves no matter what is being thrown at them. I, it's important that they know that they're loved so that they won't take any mess, that they won't just be a follower, that they will be themselves because they can handle it and they can handle the negativity that's out in the world, the negativity that's on TV shows, in movies, in music, in magazines, from other women, from God. I want, if I am affectionate and I love my child, a person who knows that they're loved can handle life, can deal with life and be themselves no matter what is thrown at them. So I think that's the most important thing. If I, I feel like it's a good base, it's a good foundation a loved person, a loved girl can deal with all the barriers that are going to come, all the negativity that's going to come, all the bad things that they see and hear. That child, that daughter is I'm me because I'm allowed to be me because I'm valuable. I'm worthy. I deserve it. My dad and my mom raised me to be a strong person. And I think that's probably the most important thing. I will say though, that everything else that you mentioned to me all of those other things fit in. To me, they're all one. When I love, when I have love and affection for my child, I guide them because I love them. 
Mm. I affirm them because I love them. I protect them because I love them. So to me, they're all one big batch. But if I had to pick something, that love and affirmation, that love and affection is the most important thing. At least if I had to pick something out. All right. All right. Last question. Last question. So uh, the four core again is guidance, affirmation, love and affection and protection. So if it was a fifth value that you can add, what do you think that would be? Fifth? What would it be? Hmm. Hmm. Confidence. I would spend time building confidence, self-esteem in my girls. It is imperative that we continually let these kids know, let these girls know that they are special and not because of how they look. Thus, you know, the pretty thing, that's secondary. I would never want my girls to be confident because of how they look. I want you to be confident because you're intelligent, because you are respectful, because you're kind. And the fact that you're pretty, and obviously I'm biased, I'm a dad, I have three of the most beautiful girls in this world, and they're my daughters, of course. But that's secondary. Before you even before you can even really appreciate how beautiful they are on the outside, you appreciate how amazing they are on the inside. As siblings, as friends, as a spouse, as an employee, as a best friend, whatever. So I would always say I want confidence to be built into these girls so that they step out into the world and they're unstoppable and do whatever they want. Good, good, good. That's amazing. So uh, to my listeners, you guys, again, we're talking about the core four, uh, which is the core four values that every daughter should uh, receive from her father. Make sure you guys get your copy of the core four at ebooksbyejames.com. That's ebooksbyejames.com. It is an ebook. Um, and I think that's it's a valuable resource um, for girl dads. You know, for us as fathers, I think it's a valuable resource for our daughters. And, you know, I often talk about how I came up with even the, the concept of it is, you know, I am a, a, I grew up with my mom and my dad in a two parent household and is uh, nine of us all together. And so I have five sisters. And so watching that relationship with my dad and my sisters, and then my relationship with my daughter, and also my relationship um, with the women that I've dated in my life, because even coming up um, to even starting the other podcast, one of the things that I, going through some issues that I came to realize was every woman that I've ever dated was a fatherless daughter. And so that sent me into becoming a fatherless daughter advocate and started speaking on behalf of fatherless daughters, which I started asked, being asked to be on podcast to speak on it. And that's how I end up starting my own podcast. Um, and so, you know, I think it's a very important resource and I, that's where I drew the inspiration from, from my relationship uh, with my daughter, uh, with the fatherless daughters that I dealt with in my life. And also watching the relationship of my father uh, with my sisters. And that's how I came up with the core four values that every daughter should receive from her father. So make sure you guys are picking that up. Uh, again, that's ebooksbyejames.com. Make sure you guys go there and pick that up. Um, Mr. Harvey, I want you to have the last word. Uh, leave us with a word of uh, advice 
Um, definitely tell us how we can get in contact with you. And I know you also are a podcaster, so definitely let us know where we can listen to your podcast. I'll give you a couple of seconds to, to you know, think about how you want to leave us. Um, also, to my listeners, I told you guys that I will tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast. So you can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest. So first, you must subscribe to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. After you've done those three things, text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. The contest is ongoing and is random, and it don't cost you anything, right? So again, you must, in order to win $100 from the podcast, you must subscribe to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our uh, podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100 from the podcast. Also, I'd like you guys to check out uh, another thing that I'm in. I've been blessed to be a part of a um, organization called the forgiveness mission. And you can find us at the forgivenessmission.com. And one of the things that we do, we hold free virtual workshops every quarter of the year. And we talk about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not um, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, you know, what it means to forgive, you know, and I think that's very uh, important for us to have and definitely important for us to instill in our daughter's, um, and our children as a whole to be able to forgive for some of the things that, you know, someone may say or do, or just some of the ex experiences that we may have uh, and they may have in life. So make sure you guys check on us out. Uh, again, it's free, it's virtual. It's uh, four, we do four a year and it's one every quarter. So we got one coming up in a month or so. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, if you go to forgivenessmission.com, I'm sure it's one either just finished or one coming up. And you guys can be a, a part of that. So, Mr. Harvey, once again, uh, thank you so very much for being on. Thank you for taking out time from your daughters and your family to be here with us. Um, I let you have the last word. Leave us with a word of inspiration, a tip to our other fathers, however you see fit. And again, make sure you let us know uh, where can, we can listen to your podcast and stay in touch with you. All right. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm glad we had a chance to talk. I could talk about my daughters all day. So this was fine. Um, so first I'll mention, obviously, my name is Harvey Laguerre. So I have two podcasts. The first one that I started with my wife called Love is Black Podcast, and that's the relationship podcast. You can find that on loveisblackpodcast.com. We have a website for it. You can listen to four seasons worth of conversations that we've had at least about our relationship. We've had black couples come on. We've had a whole season of black love stories, how couples got together, their ups, their downs. We've had all different type of things going on. So the website for that, definitely check that out. And that's, like I said, it's about 120 episodes, probably a little bit more to watch, to listen to and appreciate that. Um, then I guess the sequel or the spinoff is the podcast that I do myself, which is called Men Are the Prize Podcast. That is a podcast that is a safe space for men to be open, ver you know, open, vulnerable, emotional, which are great characteristics that a father needs, especially when you have daughter. But this podcast is just, I wanted a space for men to feel comfortable just to talk. No judgment, 
no issues. And when we see it, we become more comfortable with being it. You can listen to that. You can listen and watch that on harveylaguerre.com. I've got my own web page. So you can listen to that. You can, I have blogs. All my episodes are there. Got a store if you want to buy the, you know, buy the stuff, Black Man of the Prize. I have other stuff that you can purchase. And I do other podcasts because I like, like I said, I'm a music head, movie head, all that stuff. I love talking about all other stuff. But I will leave you men with this because it is Girl Dads. The best father you can be, you will be the best father you can be when you are the best man that you can be. In our culture, there is a lack of discussion about mental health, about recognizing that we men deal with life. We are raised to just take care of things, work, pay for the house, the clothes, the cars, the food, and all that stuff. But if you want to be a good parent, if you want to be a good girl, dad, you need to be a good you first. So it is imperative that you take the time and recognize that you need to take care of you. And a lot of men don't do that. We tend not to focus on ourselves, but I use the analogy of before you can really help somebody, like you're on a plane and you're, you're crashing, they always tell you to pull your mask down first before you help everybody else. So in that, with that, before you can be a great husband, a great girl dad, you need to be a good man first. Take the time to be a good man, to be better with yourself, to recognize sometimes you just need to step out, that you need time for yourself, that you need hobbies, you need things to do that don't involve the family. You're allowed to build yourself up. And when you do that, you're more confident and you're even better when you get back to your family. Don't make sure you take care of yourself. The better you do with you, the much better you do with your wife and kids. Um, last thing is when I did the podcast, I spoke during the holidays and the holiday season is a real tough time for men in general. A lot of us may have lost our children, may not have our kids anymore. So depression and stuff hits. Make sure to check in on the friends of yours that are men. Make sure that they're okay. Those men want to be great men, want to be great dads, but they're still working on themselves. Check in and make sure they know that you care. Every dad out there, there's a kid waiting for you to come home. There's a kid waiting for you to give him a hug and tell him how great they did on that spelling test, to take him to the park, to do something special. Being a dad is an honor and it's a privilege. Don't play around with that. You are, you are continuing this world. You are moving us forward. And the better we are with our daughters, the better this world is going to be. So congratulations on being a dad. Don't squander it. Thank you for having me, man. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. I, 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 I usually even leave it right there, but I just want to hit on something that you said because you talked about taking care of yourself and we talked about therapy. And that was also one of the things that we talked about in the last episode, which was the first episode, because this is the second one. So then first episode, talking to the dad um, on the first episode, who was a brand new dad, first child, and it's a girl dad. And at the time of recording, she was only two months. So he's brand new. But one of the things that he mentioned that him and his wife did was they both went to therapy and are still going to therapy because they wanted to make sure they wasn't passing on any generational drama from their both passing. I mean, they're both past, both of their passes, you know, right. that they want bringing that into their, not only into their marriage, but into their, the life of their daughter. 
Um, so I, I, you know, definitely think that's a big thing. I'm definitely big on uh, mental health, a uh, great big advocate for uh, counseling and therapy, you know, or any kind of support group if you need it. I definitely, you know, stand behind it. So I definitely, Miss Aubrey, appreciate your words, man. Thank you again uh, for being on. To my listeners, thank you guys for hanging out, hanging out with us at the Girl Dads Discussion Podcast. Hope you guys got something out of it. Make sure you go to uh, ebooksbyejames.com and pick up that uh, four core values, which is the four core values that every daughter should receive from her father. Pick up that ebook. It's also some other ebooks there uh, also. So yeah, go ahead and, and check us out and make sure that you guys um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We share a YouTube channel with our partner podcast, which is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. So when you go to YouTube, look up the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, subscribe to that podcast. And if you look in the the playlist, you will find the Girl Dad Discussions podcast playlist where you can watch the podcast. So again, thank you guys once again uh, for tuning in with us. Until next time, we'll see you later. Be blessed. Hi guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you'll enjoy the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James. And on my podcast, my guests and I discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with their problems, heal from the pain, and to fulfill their purpose. So check out our podcast. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or even on Audible. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel at Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. Until then, see you soon. Hey, it's Alex and Bella from Let's Not Sugarcoat It, a podcast where each week we bring you real, raw and unfiltered conversations. Our guests share their lives, journeys in entrepreneurship, relationship, parenthood and much, much more in an authentic and raw way where no one sugarcoats life's messes and successes. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps and tune in every Wednesday for new episodes.